evening. Good afternoon. Good, good evening. evening and good night. Good night. My name is John. My name is Arvin. And this is season four of behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes of, of our, our best, best days. Yes. Woo! Season four. I know we made it. We made it. We're in a new place. Yeah, we're in a. You have a new office, and I have a nice chair. In this okay. Office. So, and all. Okay, I will say <laughs> this. Me and Arvin, we've just decided we're going to share offices till we die. Yeah. And then we'll be buried in the office. Yeah. And then we will haunt the office for whoever comes next. Yeah. We will haunt them. Creative ideas. Yeah, energy. yeah, yeah. And when I say haunt, I don't mean spook. I right. mean like, ooh, right. here's some ideas. <laughs> and people go, oh, what was that from? Was that the Holy Spirit? And we're like, we are the cousins we of go. the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we, we work for him. We work for him. Yeah. We are ministering spirits. That's theologically sound. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so um, if it is your first time joining us on Ooh. behind the scenes of our best days, um, Welcome. we get to serve some incredible pastors yeah. and a, an incredible church yeah. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Victory Church. Yeah. And um, our pastors, Pastor Paul, Pastor Ashley, we love them. They're doing an amazing job. And they always say this confession at every service. In every chapel, every service. Anytime we gather. Anytime we gather. And we say staff. a whole confession that's delightful. You should come check it out or watch online to hear the whole thing. But at one point we say, my best days are right in front of me. And so we have been um, in church. Both of, our, both of us have been in church all of our lives. And um, or most of them have gone to the bathroom four times. Yeah. But most of the time I'm in the church. <laughs> and... Um, uh, we understand that the best days of God's will for our life is happening, but there is a behind the scenes of every best day. And that's what this podcast was born out of was conversations we were having behind the scenes about the best days that help make the best days more realistic, more realistic. And also a structure yeah. that God builds within us uh -huh. to hold the best day. Exactly. exactly. So that is our confession and that we've had. So the cool thing that we get to be a part of, we get to be part of the production department. Mm -hmm. It is called the U. It's actually in the shape of a U. There's mm -hmm. no spiritual significance to no. it. But yeah. anyways, and um, the one, one of our producers, the guy who's filming this, Caleb Taranzo, every week he gets to film this thing called a story of victory. And within the story of victory, we actually interview people of how and why they found victory. And a lot of them bring up this confession yeah. and they go, I began to weep mm. in the middle of the service. Right. They're like, I don't really remember the sermon. I don't really remember the worship. Sure. But when everyone stood up and they said, my best days are right in front of me. Right. I never, I, I, I stopped believing that. Right. And so I came to church yeah. kind of as like a last second hope. Right. Or, you know, yeah. and so whenever you said that, it struck me mm -hmm. because I didn't really believe it. And we hear all these stories, you know, of people who are like, well, I don't, I don't believe it. Or people post about their best days. Sure. We live in a world of social media yeah. and a lot of people trying to, yeah. you know, put their best days out there. Yeah. But it's like, well, what is the behind the scenes of that? And so exactly. because me yeah. and Arvin, we write scripts, we work behind the scenes with live production and mm -hmm. our lives are all about behind the scenes. It's right. like, well, what if we took that allegorically mm -hmm. and we talked about what is behind the scenes of our best days? Exactly. So that's what this is. This is season four. We're in a new office. We transitioned. That's right. We did. That's right. There was a lot of transition <laughs> happening at Victory within the last few months. Yeah. And it was really, really great. I remember, um, so like I got in trouble multiple times in college and 
um, got removed, actually kicked out. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not in what. Okay. So my dad is the pastor of Victory. Victory was right across the street from this university that I went to. Every time I got in trouble, <laughs> one of the security guards went to our church and had my dad's number. <laughs> So my dad's the pastor. That stinks, by the way. That right. <laughs> so even if I got a boot on my car for parking in the wrong parking lot, they would text my dad. They would oh go, hey, your son, who's a grown adult, yeah. did this. Then my dad would call me. <laughs> and I, I remember going to the security guards and being like, hey, what do you do for the other humans on this campus? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you text their dads? Do you text their dads? <laughs> so upset. Yeah. I was so angry. I'm still working on forgiveness. I still go to the altar over it. <laughs> I don't want to say their names, but they are. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I say I'm on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but me and the security guards, I see them around now. Um, one actually started working for Victory. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, hey, yeah. I know you. And he's like, man, God has really done a work in your life. And I'm like, I'm wow. the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just made dumb decisions back yeah, then. Yeah, But yes, I agree with the security guard. God has done a work in my life. I Praise say all God. that to say, I got in trouble multiple times. And the last straw, it was um, one of the last straws. I won't say the last one, but one of them was, um, there was this flood on campus and we have this creek that flows through the campus and it flows under the street onto our church's property behind a casino and into the Arkansas River Incredible. and it was and it was flooding and so me and a bunch of my friends were like let's go to Walmart let's buy these dollar floaties oh my and let's float this creek oh my gosh you know and yeah. so we thought this is so fun we'll grab each other's ankles and like <laughs> do <laughs> that sounds weird but no, <laughs> but just like... we just floated there was 10 of us oh so my we gosh. all decided to do it it yeah. was during finals week we we're like this is a blast we're going through and then all of a sudden we hear sirens and we see security guards <laughs> on the side and they're like get out of the river get out and we're just like we can't hear you the waves <laughs> the the wind the water and they're like it, it was like quiet <laughs> and they were yeah. like you can't hear us so they called the tulsa police awesome. we live in a city called tulsa yeah. for anyone who doesn't who does who's not aware of oklahoma yeah the police came because we oh, went no. off campus because we kept we just stayed in this river um the police came um we kept floating all the way to the river then when we got to the casino it is the uh it's it it then becomes the jurisdiction within the native american oh, police gosh. So <laughs> they call tribal police. Tribal police. Oh my god. So I got handcuffed, put in the back of a cop car. <laughs> you still have the floaties. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I still had the floaties. There is guy just in our swimsuits. Oh my god. You know, and my dad was just like John this was right before the end. It was like the last week of school and he was like oh, no. you're getting ready to become a man. And he said you have to transition. Yeah. And then he so I remember we got pulled into the dean's office and all the security guards and all of us are still in our swimsuits, like just sitting there, <laughs> sipping, like dripping wet. And they go, what? And he's like, you guys are getting ready to be men. And everyone brought up this scripture. When I was a child, I thought like a child. Mm, yeah. But when I became a man, I put away my childish ways. And he's like, it is time to put away your childish ways. Yeah. And we're like, okay, okay, we'll stop being children. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And that's a funny story, but all of that stuff, it was a transition into this new season and what was being called of us, guys, that is thunder. Oh, it's beautiful. So it is actually very beautiful behind us. Wow. Um, season four, first day yeah. in the rain. Yeah. It was Starting actually, up. 
We at, it was oh, it was a day time. like this. It was a day like this. <laughs> we decided we, we should get in a river. Absolutely. Oh my god. Now, That's if funny. you are if you are a child, do not do this. Yeah. I do not condone it. Yeah. But the whole um the whole thing was you're getting ready to transition into this new season of life. Yeah. And there's a new version of you. You're not supposed to change, but you need to evolve. Right. And as we start this new season, we started looking at, yeah. okay, a lot of transition has happened at Victory. We're getting ready to transition into a fall film That's for right. production. Absolutely. There's lots of tra transition, yeah. which means this. It means a new script is needed yeah. um, on our sides. Yeah. Um, people are, we're needing to hire new people in our school, in our college, in our church. Yeah. We have five entities at our camp, right. at the Dream Center. We're having to hire new people. Yeah. And so right now, a temptation in transition is not to wait it out. Hmm. Because sometimes transition can be difficult. Yeah. Anyone, anyone watching this or listening, you know, yeah, things get uncomfortable in transition, Big and you're time. like, I just want things to go back to normal. Yeah, exactly. That was like that was the thing that people were marketing during COVID. Yeah, they were like, absolutely. Hey, things are gonna get back to normal. Yeah. Like they were catfishing us. Mm -hmm. They were like, they're basically <clears throat> selling us something yeah. that we. I'm still waiting to go back to normal mm -hmm. from COVID. Sure. You know, yeah, and yeah. I think that we just have to accept the fact there is a new version. Yeah. But also at the same time, what are some temptations with all of us, whether we are senior citizens, whether we're single, whether we're divorced, whether we're in high school or in college or mm. whether we're dating mm. or whether we're thinking about dating mm. or or mm -hmm. it's complicated. Yeah. What is the temptation that comes up in the middle of transition? Absolutely. OK, so. We've been discussing this a lot lately, just around victory in general. John and I have been talking about it. And so transitions of any kind force you to do two things. They force you to realize and they force you to choose. Number one, <clears throat> they force you to realize if you haven't or they force you to remember that you're not in control. Yes. Which is that alone. Ooh, that's tough. Is a season's worth of re like it's 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 what people have to understand in therapy. It's what I've come to learn in therapy is the uh, illusion of control that you create by finagling. And I, eventually it'll come full circle and there's a cycle involved. So I'll jump ahead. It forces you to realize you're not in control. And two, it forces you to choose how you're going to handle it. Are you going to manipulate the situation moving forward and try to move people and control things or are you going to surrender and wait and wait on God and trust God if you choose to manipulate then you are resubscribing to the illusion that things are and should be within your control so it's a cycle of uh, something happens that is not in my control so I manipulate people I manipulate myself I manipulate ideas to once again, tell myself I've regained control, but then transition is going to force me to realize I don't. And so it's like a terrible cycle going down. Whereas the other end is, am I going to surrender to God and believe that he is in control? He is sovereign. And while I have responsibilities that I'm in charge of, ultimately I've given control of my life to him. And so it's a one degree change each time, but that's how you can over a one year period or a 10 year period, oh, find yeah. yourself in two very separate places. Same person, same dreams and intentions, but the methods by which you go about doing everything force you to uh, either 
maintain things by your own control and manipulation or actually trust God for real and not just in a cheesy Christian way. So we're going to hit on ministry relationships and mm. our current project yeah. right now, yeah. which we're going to be releasing in um, October of 2022, yeah. a film that we got to collaborate with Pastor Paul on, mm -hmm. and we're super excited about it. Absolutely. But anyways, so first off, relationships. Yeah. When people leave, like people leave or they're called elsewhere or maybe mm -hmm. you were in a relationship and mm -hmm. now that person is no longer in your life sure so yeah. that transition it forces you to grieve properly absolutely and so there's different levels of grief right. there's disbelief mm -hmm. there's i'm fine sure. there's anger yeah. and then there's finally acceptance absolutely. now i want to encourage you if you are in the middle of transition or mm -hmm. maybe you're transitioning on to something that god has called you to yeah. do it doesn't just because god has called you elsewhere to another organization mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. or maybe you feel like it's time to end a relationship your emotions are still there big time even if it was yeah. a spiritual decision right your emotions yeah you can't just spiritualize your emotions right absolutely right yeah so like your soul still has some soul ties that's a big to um yeah. the people that you were with wow you know wow. and so within relationships i know uh the one thing is acceptance and acceptance doesn't necessarily mean approval. Hmm. So, but right. Oof. like Oof. when, yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if someone leaves you, like let's say you were dating someone, you were married to someone and someone leaves you. Yeah. Oh man, it hurts. Sure. It hurts so bad. Maybe yeah. a best friend is no longer your friend anymore. Right. Well, you can be angry at them and then you can be in disbelief and then you can post on your social media selfies with other people mm. trying to make that person feel bad <laughs> that they're missing out on your friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because oh, everyone does this. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. and then how to handle it is to be radically accept, okay, I don't want to necessarily fill that void right, that down. whether it is a marriage, whether it is a relationship, whether it is a best friend, a close friend, um, or maybe you were working with someone mm. and someone went on to another job. Our temptation can wow. be to manipulate the situation yeah. and not wait because we don't want to wait. Right. And so, right. you know, I am someone who I went through a divorce mm -hmm. and I had other friends that have been through a divorce and immediately they go, Hey man, you got to get back on the horse, start sure. dating again. Right. And they're like, there are these individuals that we can hook. And <laughs> I've gone on dates, which but is I, fine, sure. which is fine. Yeah. But I have been terrified uh. to replace that person. Cause I'm like, wait a second. Hmm. I don't want to rush into anything. Right. I don't want to be forced. I don't want to force anything mm -hmm. or manipulate a situation. Right. And this even goes for working is that, so many, like, for instance, ministering with a current individual who just got remarried to someone that he really, really liked. But after the marriage happened, which was the second marriage, it was like, oh, I have realized this is a rebound oh, that wow. I manipulated wow. um, yeah. the situation yeah. just because I was in pain and I didn't want to wait. Yeah. And so it's easier to manipulate and be like, this person loves God. This person mm. um, likes the things that I like. And it is, you know, like I, I have the finances. Why not? Yeah. You know what I sure, mean? Sure. And all those things make sense. Sure. But it doesn't mean that it's right. Right. And, you know, on the, on the work side of things, someone leaves and you are interviewing people 
just, I'm going to let all of the leaders know if you're a pastor mm. or if you're someone and you're looking to hire someone, everyone's resume is good. <laughs> yeah. No one puts crappy things on the That's resume. True. Like I'm actually really bad at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and if they do awesome, but I just haven't, sure. I've, I, I interview happen. people all yeah. the time. Yeah. Everyone puts their best foot forward. Right. And the temptation is manipulation. Sure. So the temptation within a transition, instead of waiting to be like, okay, who is the best person yeah. fit for this role? Mm -hmm. Specifically, if you're hiring in a leadership role, yeah. you can go, this person checks all the boxes. Let's hire them. Whoa, 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 wait a second. First off, there is nuances. Yeah. There is, how is this person with people? Right. Which you can't really put on a resume. Right. How is this person within the department? Mm -hmm. How is this person in handling conflict? Mm. How is this person with, yeah. so there is multiple things. So if you're a leadership, just knowing that within an interview, mm -hmm. a temptation or an itch can be like, oh, we need to fill this spot. Yeah. And if it is a low risk spot, you know, sure. I understand. Right. But if you are hiring someone that is going to be um, uh, impacting others yeah. or who is over other people, right. and they are supposed to be, um, they're supposed to be a, a narration of you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're a leader mm -hmm. or if you're a pastor and you're mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I'm, I need to hire a new youth pastor, yeah. Yeah. right? Which happens in ministry. Sure. This is behind the scenes. Sure. Okay. Of course. Um, yeah. And you're like, I need to hire a new youth pastor. And this guy, he's got the goods. He's got the look. He has all of these sure. things. Yeah. Um, he's married so we can show, you know, a united front. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you don't know that this guy's deep calling in his life is to be a pastor of some church. Sure. So a year down the road, you're like, I wonder why I'm having all of this pushback. And why do I feel like this person is building their own ministry within my ministry? Wow. That's and real. it's like, well... Because yeah, this is very real, FYI. Um, this also happens with the worship pastor underneath the head pastor, everything. Yeah. Is that oh, wait a second. This person did not feel called to serve me. Mm -hmm. They felt called to a stage. Wow. And so, but because we didn't wait, mm. we wanted to manipulate something as mm -hmm. opposed to surrender and be like, God, Holy Spirit, I really yeah. I really need you to make this clear. Yeah. Um, you know, on who I should be hiring mm -hmm. on within this next season of my relationships, mm -hmm. who is it that I should open up to, yeah. to allow them to be my best friend or to even be dating mm -hmm. this person. Mm -hmm. Dating mm -hmm. is different than being in a relationship. If sure. you are deciding to yeah. like, I'm going to become vulnerable with this individual, sure. then you really don't want to manipulate something just because you think, Oh, well, I just don't want to be alone. Hmm. That's an awful reason Terrible to reason. be yeah. in a relationship. Big time. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> anyways, so. Yeah. yeah. No, I, the big example I think of with this is uh, David. Because for all in the, the things, Bible. Yes. In the Bible, there's this King David in the Old Testament. And uh, he's lauded uh, as like, this is the guy, the kind of person to be. Uh, and for all the mistakes he makes throughout his life, the one thing that he consistently does that seems to continually elevate him is that he waits on God. And when he wants to make decisions, he will go back to God. There's even examples of where he's literally leading an army in battle. And every time that they're approaching a new situation, a new conflict, a new season of transition, um, he pauses, he goes to the Lord, he asks for instructions. And the instructions from God in each season 
are different. So God being the same says here in this battle, do it this way, meaning that there is wisdom and discernment available to a person uh, who knows God to pause. If there's ever a situation in your life where you feel like you don't have permission to pause and seek God's wisdom and discernment, that is not going to be a situation where you make a good decision. Even if season four short term, like in the short run, you figure out how to manipulate it. Well, as long as I can get this person to do this and this, what you're doing is planting seeds for the future for things to go very, very poorly, very quickly. Because let's say it's a, a business situation where you go, okay, we need to fill this role. Let's put this guy here because we know that he'll work really hard. But the reality is the reason he works hard is because his identity is wrapped up in how we perceive his performance. So we'll get some good work out of him. And then when the day comes that he realizes that he's not going to be in charge of everything, well, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. That's like a punt in football. You're like, we're punting. We'll (laughs) deal with that later. You are burning the bridge actually now in the future. So when he gets there or she gets there, there's going to be a collision. There's going to be an accident so good. and you're going to have to decide once again, am I going to go? So a lot of times the mercy of God on a person's life is allowing you to experience the negative consequence of a decision quickly. That is the mercy of God. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Say that again. I And if you guys, if this is your first podcast, yeah. know that Arvin drops dimes <laughs> and I will always have him repeat them. So repeat what you just said. Yeah. It is often the mercy of God that enables you to experience the negative consequences of a bad decision quickly. It is the mercy of God to save you time. At the time that I was 18, I thought my life was falling apart because everything I'd been told to envision for the future would be a specific way and it did not happen as I had wanted. And uh, I was so frustrated. And now I'm 29 and I'm going, I have actually walked through situations with friends of mine, with people in their relationships, in their businesses, and in their life where I go, if only you had had the same crushing experience that I had from 18 to 25. Now, I understand God is sovereign in their life, and maybe he has, of course, he has a specific reason and purpose that that's happening to them at 25 or 29. But that's not always the case. It's not that God waited. That wisdom and discernment was available because the word of God is the same at all times. But I had to realize some people punt and they... In the short term, let me just figure out how to get this situation to be what I want it to be, and I'll make people think what I want them to think for the short term, which is the entirety of social media. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then in the future, I'll just do it again. Well, the problem is if you have ambition that as that scales and gets bigger, it gets more expensive. And you yeah. have to lose more pieces of your soul each time to, to keep try and maintain. Okay, so something that Pastor Ashley said, Pastor Ashley, Pastor Paul's wife, yeah. she said this at our all staff. She said, whatever you manipulate, you will have to maintain. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I'm going to say that again, okay? <laughs> whatever you manipulate, yeah. you will have to maintain. Let that sink in. Yeah. Write that down. Tattoo that on your lower back. Champ stamp. Champ stamp. Champ. That's what we're calling it. A champ champ stamp. stamp. So what what we're saying is whatever you manipulate. Yeah. And you were like, 
like for instance, if I'm hiring someone, right. this is an example. Yeah. I'm not saying this is real. If I'm hiring someone yeah. and I tell them and I go, hey, financially, this is what we can offer you, but right. I'm gonna be working on something to get you to what you asked for. Right. That person will go, oh great, mm -hmm. I will accept the job. Yeah. And then every few months, <laughs> that person is gonna go, hey, when am I gonna get paid yeah. that yeah. that you said? And I go, uh, yeah, um, work, me knowing full well, it right. will never happen. Wow, yeah. I just have to say it right out front. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what you're asking for, we can't do. Right. We would love to have you, yeah. but this is it. Yeah. And if there's anything else, yeah. like, you know, I'm not saying that will ever happen, but it may. Right. Um, but I can't make any promises. Right. Being completely truthful. Yeah. Because then, then you're hurting that person, right? And like what you said, yeah. it becomes more expensive. Oh, yeah. Now you're hurting more people, right? And you feel uncomfortable, and you begin avoiding that uh -huh. person, right? Like if yeah. you're the, oh, yeah. let, let's take it for a friendship. Yeah. If you're just like, oh my goodness, you're my best friend. You can be anyone. If you are an outgoing person, <laughs> you can be anyone's best friend for three months, sure. and then the yeah. newness wears off. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's really fun and fireworks and yeah. it's like boom, bop, 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 bop. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, I love her. Uh, oh my gosh, I love him. <laughs> Whatever it is. Sure, yeah, yeah. It is fireworks. Right. And then that wears down and then you're like, uh, I don't know, I'm just sure. not really feeling it. And I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, you, you, you built everything on this honeymoon phase. Sure. And you said a bunch of stuff, yeah. which you're going to now have to maintain. And if things aren't epic always, right. then, uh -oh. it, yeah. Right. I remember, um, okay, I was a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. And I wanted every Wednesday night to be a home run. Mm -hmm. So d every Wednesday night, I was like, let's do this and this and that and that. Mm -hmm. They're like, every Wednesday night is a massive production. <laughs> yeah. And I was... But at that point in time, we didn't have the structure to continue to do that. And all of the kids that I got to the youth group, this was in my first year, all the kids that I got to the youth group with free food, free shirts, mm. as soon as I couldn't offer that, wow. they left. Man. And the kids that were left mm -hmm. was I was like, okay, I'm going to be consistent. Yeah. Because I tried this other thing. Right. And... I'm gonna have to maintain whatever I manipulate. Yeah. And we see this everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, every every summer for me and Arvin, we are, now we're jumping into the script of, of things. Of course, yeah. Every summer we transition out of Easter. Easter happens, it is, woo, it is a lot. Yeah. We are very grateful for it. You and if and if you're if you're watching this, go back and watch 33 AD. Yes, Easter on 2022. Absolutely. Um, we really really loved it. We poured a lot of, into it. it a lot of incredible people made it happen. Yeah. Great songs. Great music. Great dialogue. Yeah. If we do say so ourselves. Great <laughs> film. Great acting. Great everything. Every, yeah. Everyone did incredible. Yeah. You know, but then we transition and that is done. Right. And now the next thing for us is this fall film. That's right. And so immediately we sometimes can go, okay, what do we need to do to recreate Easter? Mm. Mm. It is and a temptation. It's yeah. a temptation yeah. for anyone who's a creative, sure. who is working in it. If you are a worship person and you write a song like, um, 
uh, Waymaker. Yeah. Waymaker, boom, like insane. Awesome. Right? Yeah, sure. Uh, stood the test of time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and so now, something that is fearful is... Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to write another song like Waymaker, mm-hmm. which in reality, that song came from God right? through an individual. Right. So you'd have to go back to God and be like, what is your new expression? Yeah. As opposed to manipulating something, Absolutely. putting it out there and being like, this is our next single. Yeah. And people going like, yeah, this ain't it. This is, yeah. yeah. Like, you, yeah. yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. The words are in. kind of good, but sure. you know, so with us right now, it was a different approach. Yeah. You know, as we were praying, we had four or five ideas. And my temptation, John, as a dude, as as we write these scripts, my temptation was I really, really want to do that. And I was getting really invested in a specific story. Mm-hmm. My my mind was. Sure. Then we met with Pastor Paul and yeah. we were like, hey, what are you feeling for next fall? And he was like, well, what are you guys feeling? And we few out a few things and I have learned not to attach my heart so much to a script sure. because I was like, he could say no and yeah. then I would be upset at my brother. My brother is the pastor. Yeah. So that's a unique dynamic. Yeah. That's a behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but then we brought up a sermon that Pastor Paul preached a few years ago, and he even started writing a book about it. Exactly, yeah. And as he brought it up, we were like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. This could be the story. Right. And it was something that I believe came from God. Yeah. But I was on the verge of forcing something. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the past, yeah. we have forced things. Um, and if I said the titles of these things, you would watch it. And I don't want you, cause it may minister to you. Sure. It's still God's sovereign. It's still God's God is God cares more about the ministry to others, but yeah. there are things in, in hindsight where I'm like, yikes, yeah. we really forced that script or yeah. that, that art, whatever it was. Yeah. It was, it came out of a place of, we felt like a gun was to our back. We needed to act quick. Right, right. And it was a, I go to the snack machine and I press B4 and it's a vending machine and it pops out and we go, this is the script. Right. Um, let's put a lot of time and energy to it. And people yeah. and all these people that we are responsible for yeah. were like, okay, let's do it. And then we did it. And then yeah. it was like, yikes, this is tough. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And right. so anyways, so it, this actually goes everywhere. So if you're listening to this and you're in the midst of transition, you know, um, what is unique, another dynamic for, for Victory Church is that we're actually casting a vision and raising money. We're in the middle of a campaign right. to hit on the five entities within our church, the camp, the church, mm-hmm. the school, yeah. The Dream Center with yeah. like a swimming pool and splash pad yeah. for kids out there. Awesome. And then our Bible college, mm-hmm. um, all five places, <laughs> while, we're, while we're launching this campaign, while we're, you know, telling people that we believe this vision is from God. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. There were key people at all five of those entities within the last few months, that, and they've been here yeah. for 10 years. Right. There are key people within those entities that left Mm -hmm. not out of bad they like god called them to new ministries elsewhere in other states awesome victory we know is not a destination for everyone Mm -hmm. it is some place where people serve some people for some people it's a destination for some people they're meant to be here for a season and Mm -hmm. then god calls them elsewhere yeah so now this is this is a burden okay 
we are, we are still casting this vision, raising money, but people go, well, who's, well, so who are we giving to? Mm -hmm. Because these entities, these individuals are no longer mm -hmm. at these entities. And I will say this, if you're a leader, is that transition does not change the vision. If the vision wow. is from God, yeah. transition does not change the vision. We learn this in the Bible with Moses and Joshua. Mm -hmm. There was a transition. Yeah. But the wow. people of Israel held on to the vision of the promised land. Mm -hmm. Moses was incredible. Mm -hmm. He was necessary for the wilderness. Yeah. He was necessary to lead them out. Yeah. But if you are walking through transition, let it not change your vision and don't hire someone that is going to change the vision of yeah. what you believe God gave you. Yeah. If you're a leader and yeah. you're in ministry, yeah. like hire according to the goal of your vision, right. not to replace an individual. Absolutely. Because God may have a new expression, a new idea. And oftentimes mm -hmm. the pain of waiting, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the pain of waiting and the awkwardness of people asking you questions and being mm. uncomfortable in a relationship um, um, uh, allegory of this is people going, when are you going to start dating again? Or mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or, hey, yeah. you, I, I noticed that your best friend is now da, 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 yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pain of those questions, the pain of waiting is not as bad as the pain of jumping into hiring yeah. someone just so you no longer have to think about those questions yeah. or wait yeah. jumping into a relationship just so you won't have to be lonely yeah. or um, cranking out a script or a song for your worship department yeah. or, or the next book as mm -hmm. a writer mm -hmm. because you don't like the awkwardness of yeah. waiting Yeah, is that that is where in our weakness, mm -hmm. in our waiting, mm -hmm. that's where God is strong Yeah, and that it actually, mm -hmm. If you feel uncomfortable, you are in the best place for increasing your trust and faith wow. in God. Wow. Incredible. Well, as we close this episode, I want to say the last thing. Um, it is so much easier to hear God's voice when you're still waiting on him instead of, it's happened to me a lot of times, I make a quick decision, manipulate a situation, and in the middle of maintaining what I've manipulated, I go, God, do you have any wisdom? And God goes, yeah, put the fire out that you started and then we can start over and I'll give you wisdom to rebuild as opposed to saying, hey, before we build this, God, do you have any wisdom? So there are a lot of situations wow. in your life where you catch yourself desperate to continue to control something and you go, God, please help. Why isn't God helping me? It's not that he doesn't want to help you. Right now, you have jumped into a bush full of thorns, and he has to in, like remove one thorn after the other. Next time, talk to him before you jump and say, God, would you speak to me before I enter this season, before I enter? And God will do it. The, the one thing Pastor Ashley said yesterday, Pastor Paul was saying it as well. We have an all-staff meeting once a month. It's really helpful and full of a encouraging time. They said... Uh, my mind went blank as I said that. One thing they were saying yesterday was it's so much more worthwhile to trust God beforehand. He delights in giving you wisdom. Mm. He doesn't want to hold it back and watch you suffer. But it's just so much more uh, worthwhile to pause like David, to pause like Jesus did and go away, be with the Lord and go, before I start this, before I start moving things in my... 
whatever's under my control, I'm under your control. That's so good. So, yeah. yeah and I was just thinking about Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel was being led by God. Right. And there go, everyone else has a king. Right. And they, everyone else has a king. They rushed into it. And they rushed into it. Yeah. They manipulated. Yeah. And they were like, yay, we got Saul. Right. And they had to yeah. maintain yeah. what they manipulated. Right. And the prophet told the people, he said, I told you that you guys were being led by God, mm-hmm. but you guys forced and because then they started having issues with Saul. Sure. We don't like Saul. Well, you asked for a king. Yeah. You demanded one. You demanded one. Yeah. And in the midst of it, Saul, you know, obviously yeah. if I was, if I was an Israelite, I would feel bad for him. Yeah. Yes. He made bad decisions. Yes. He stopped trusting in God. And there's yeah. even a tra- even in his personal life, there's this podcast can yeah. relate. No, sure. But <laughs> Just as the people of Israel and what God did was in the midst of it, Mm. you know, yes, he brought in David, but it continues to go back of God was their leader. Right. And that's why they were called set apart. Yeah. So, you know, I say that is that you may be looking at other people and you go, God, why not this? Well, I want this like them, right. or I want that like this church, or I want this relationship like that person, or I want to write this script like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And just like Israel, yeah. God is like, well, the reason why you don't have that is because I'm leading you and I have set you apart. Right. You're not being left out. You're being set apart. Yeah. And so God, that is where he does his best work in your behind the scenes. Hey, Thank, Thank you, you so much for listening to uh, episode one. Uh, season season four. four. Behind the scenes. Of our best days. We love you. See you next time. See ya.